If you don't understand the language and customs, eating as well as the locals in Paris can often be intimidating. Restaurants and even grocery stores are often not open when your jet-lagged stomach wants them to be. And what about those waiters? Joining us right now on Travel with Rick Steves is American-born Mary Baron. She married a Frenchman several years ago, and they moved to Paris to start their family. Mary's clever blog advises visitors on fitting in like the locals in Paris, where she now calls herself a food stylist, which I understand even includes introducing her French neighbors to the joys of American-style Sunday brunch. We're at 877-333-RICK. And by email, it's radio at ricksteves.com. Mary, thanks for joining us again. Hello, Rick. What is a food stylist? (laughs) A food stylist is a cook for the camera, so I prepare the food that then goes into television commercials, the perfect croissant, I style the lettuce, I put lipstick on tomatoes, so that sort of thing. (laughs) Okay, so you know how to make food look good on camera, but I know also you know how to make food just flat-out taste good. And you have a unique sort of ability to take an American outlook and put it into Paris because you're an American that married into Parisian culture. I did. From your experience, there's a lot of foodies in America that are going over to France and, mm-hmm. and have a little frustration. Let's just look at Paris. What are some general tips to really embrace the food culture there and not be intimidated by it? I think the most basic of tips is to just keep an open mind and try and fit in with your surroundings as much as possible in the food scene. So you've got to adjust your expectations, also oftentimes adjust your timing. So the French eat on a pretty specific schedule, so you've got to get in there with the French people when they're eating. So this is a challenge for people when they travel anywhere, is eating on the right schedule. And I would say it's just common sense, if at all possible, to adapt to the local schedule rather than trying to find some place that'll adapt to your schedule. Exactly. I mean, we could take the example of breakfast and eggs. Breakfast happens at a pretty sort of specific time in France. By 10 o'clock, everyone's done eating breakfast. And a lot of Americans get there and want to have hot eggs for breakfast. But the French see eggs as more of a lunch and dinner food. You'll often see omelets on a menu, but that'll be in a cafe for lunchtime. So if anyone's serving eggs to you in the breakfast, they are doing that for your benefit and as if, a tourist. And if you're hell-bent on having eggs in Paris, yeah. you're going to have people accommodating you. But you it's not going to be a Parisian experience no. any way you cut it. Right. The French for breakfast usually have a pastry, a coffee, possibly a cigarette, some orange juice. That's about it. And so uh, they save eggs for lunchtime. And because they have such light breakfasts, the French are raring to go at lunchtime. They're very hungry. So okay. the restaurants fill at noon 30 on the dot. I've had the interesting experience in a hotel where I am really ready to get going. And they won't serve me the breakfast yet because the croissants are not there yet. And they have to have fresh croissants. Yes, yeah. Fresh croissants and hot croissants. So croissants and pain au chocolat fall into the category of viennoiserie. So this is all the various things made with crumbly, crispy, fragile okay. croissant dough. Um, so those are breakfast pastries. They're hot at breakfast time, so they're hot at 7, 7.30. They're hot again. There's a second round at 4 or 4.30 when school gets out. Parents will often grab a pain au chocolat for an after-school treat. Now, so there is a great bakery tip. Yeah, two times a day, hot croissants in the morning and at 4. And baguettes are also hot in the morning, just before lunchtime and just before dinner. So there's usually three rounds in a day of baguettes. 
and people know that. Oh, and yeah. it, so if you're going to have dinner ready and, and you really are on the ball, mm-hmm. you will time it so you can run out and get the hot baguette for the dinner. That's right. Yeah, timing is essential. Yeah. And even if we want to talk for a second about grocery shopping, doing mm-hmm. your various little shopping, the food shops are open in times that make sense to French people but that can confuse travelers. So if you're a French person you want to go out and get fruit and vegetable or you want to get some cheese, you want to get a roasted chicken, the times that you can do that are from 10.30 in the morning, so after breakfast, uh-huh. until about 12.30, because that would be your pre-lunch shopping. Okay. Then they oftentimes will close from about 12.30 or 1 until 4. And then they open back up at 4, 4.30 for dinner shopping. What's it? This is a grocery store? Uh, no, no. Now, there's big surface grocery stores, supermarché, yeah. hypermarché. Those are, are going to be open all day. Although not all night. Right. No 24-hour right. in Paris. But this is like a cheese shop, a charcuterie shop. Okay, um, so your classic little... The, uh, the little an épicerie, right. a fish stand. Those are going to close down in the middle of the day mm-hmm. when everyone is eating lunch and having a nap. Is that because people are actually shopping for the upcoming meal? Yes. Now that's Even that seems so basic, but it's almost foreign it, in America. You know, it is. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with fridge size. The fridge I have in my apartment right now is actually about the same size as the fridge I had in my dorm room. <laughs> And that's a normal fridge when Standard. you're running a French oh, yeah. family in an apartment mm-hmm. because it's almost like you want an excuse to have to go to the market every day. Yeah, you want an excuse some, but... but On the other it, hand, it, in the United States, we want an excuse not to go, so we have a freezer out in the garage. Ah, that's right. It's oh, well, if only you had a garage, yeah. <laughs> you have a choice if you're a traveler. Mm-hmm. You can go to the efficient supermarket or you can go to the traditional characteristic produce yeah, the market. Little, yeah, the little... And I'm wondering, is there, a, is there a tension in France between the efficiency that a that a big supermarket can provide, mm-hmm. and the classic tradition comfort. You go to the butcher, you go to the fruit man, and you know him, and he's been yeah. a friend of the family for generations. Yeah, and so on. I, I think there is. I think that um, every time a French person goes to a grocery store, they wish they weren't there. <laughs> they sort of succumb to the efficiency, they to, yes, but they because, do it like wishing yeah. they could wishing be they traditional. Could, which may explain why people are so grumpy in line. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with my good friend Mary Barone, and she's a tour guide. She's a mother. She's moved in with her love in France and Paris, and she's embracing French culture, and she's sharing tips on how we can enjoy the food scene in Paris because Mary likes food. (laughs) Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Kristen's calling in from Arroyo Grande. Hi, Rick. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) I have a quick question. I have daughters. We love to travel with them, and... um, but they are finicky eaters. I have their 7 and 10, and I was just wondering if you had any tips for foods, Parisian foods in Paris that might be traditional that kids are likely to try. Yeah, I would say the bakeries are a great place for kids to fill up because you can see everything before you're buying it, so that's a big plus. You can look into the quiche, see what's in there. One of my daughter's favorite things to munch on is a pain salé, so it's a savory bread. So they take baguette dough and then they roll in bits of cheese, lardons, which are sort of um, beefier pieces of bacon. You yeah, have bigger bacon bit. Um, those are, go over well with kids. They sometimes have fruit rolled into them, goat cheese mm. and peaches. That's a good sort of interesting Because you have one. a two-and-a-half-year-old, right? Yeah, two-and-a-half, yeah. Okay, so and your two-and-a-half-year-old oh, so pays attention. Year old should, be able to, should be able to try that. I think if a two-and-a-half-year-old is adventurous yeah. enough to, to try it. <laughs> That's right. And the bakery is a good place to get things and store them up. So it, sometimes it can be frustrating. I know you go out to a dinner, you order something separate for the kids. They don't really want to eat it. It's tough, so it's nice to have a little lardon bread in your purse to be able to slide out and give to them. 
What about, you know, right. a good a good standby when you have kids is these beautiful sandwiches that the bakeries make. Beautiful sandwiches, yeah. What's the vocabulary tips for sandwiches in a, in a bakery? The sandwiches are all going to be pre-made, so there's nothing too tricky to do. You mm-hmm. just point and say this one, that one, um, and they'll... Uh, crudité. They'll, crudité. Right, crudité means that there's vegetables in there. Poulet is chicken. Jambon is ham. But the other thing is that French people really love kids. They genuinely do, so I'm really glad you're traveling with them. So if you're in a restaurant, you can say... For my children, pour les enfants, what do you think? And they can mm. kind of on the spot will think maybe omelet and french fries, roast chicken and french fries. Uh, there's a lot of french fries in France. So there's a lot of kid-friendly food that the waiter can help you with when you sit that down. That the waiter in, can help you with, in yeah. In a bistro or something. Right. They're probably not going to have a kid's menu. Um, right. But if you ask about it, they'll try and kind of think about what they could do for you. Good Great. luck with the Thank kids, so Kristen. Much. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. And Karen's on the line in San Francisco. Karen, thanks for your call. Yeah, bonjour. Um, is there a Groupon like service, you know, that has daily deals available, and or are there other smartphone apps that are in English? There is a wonderful new website called ParisByMouth.com. Friend of mine, Meg Zimbach, has started it. Beautiful website, great resource, lots of English reviews. Mm, um, Paris by mouth. Paris by mouth. Yeah, she doesn't have an app yet. There's the Le Fooding app. L e f o o d i n g. That the has fooding. Le fooding, yeah. Funny. Is that, is they, that's like camp, le camping, le yes, fooding. they've it's taken big. two English words, food plus feeling, and made this new word. It's fooding, which means it's like, you know, emotionally inspired food. It's, it's a great resource with a little tiny English translation under each of their larger French reviews. Okay, could you spell that again, please? Yeah, le fooding, so L-E-F-O-O-D-I-N-G dot uh-huh. com. And the first one that's all in English is Paris by mouth. She also does some great food tours. Karen is just is interested in eating well, but but without spending a lot of money. Uh, ah. Right, Karen? I mean, if, rather than a Groupon uh, coupon or something, maybe Mary has an idea of just what kind of restaurant would you choose if you want a good value? Okay, perfect. I like to eat out at lunchtime in France. There's a lot of great deals around at lunch, more so than dinner. So I like to fill up as a traveler at lunchtime and then do something smaller, maybe a picnic in the evening. The best deals for lunchtime are going to be in something called a formule. I know we're going to go into vocabulary soon. This is a good time to go into that. Um, So like a formula. You'd see it. It seems like they've got a formula on the menu. Yeah, a formula. So oftentimes it'll be for a set price you can get a starter and a main, or you can get a main and a dessert, or sometimes it'll be the main plus a glass of wine, the plat de jour, so it's the plate of the day. You've got less choices, but they've always got a good value on it. So look for formules at lunchtime. That's the the cheapest meals around. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck on your eating in Paris, Karen. Mary, if we're thinking of vocabulary when it comes to ordering in restaurants, what are the hang-ups that people have, and what are some clever words that we should be sure to know how to use properly? Yeah, this can be a real point of confusion because English has adopted a lot of French words when we talk about food, but we've sort of jumbled them up a little bit. So the most basic Hmm. word we need to get straight is the word in English that we use, menu. Right. So we think menu, we think piece of paper with items on it. In French, they use the word carte. Which is a piece for of the paper. piece of paper that has the, the list piece of food. Of paper, yeah. So you could conceivably ask for the menu. 
Well, this is where it gets tricky because the French do use the word menu, but it means something else. So the piece of paper with the food choices on it is la carte, okay. which we are familiar with with the word a la carte when you're ordering something From a la the carte menu. Okay. off the menu. Oh, gotcha. You're ordering individual items off of the menu. Okay, a la, la carte. carte. So you want la carte so you can order a la a, carte. A la carte, right. Now, if you were to get a menu or a formule, either one of those two words, we use the word in English prefix. Sometimes ah. we mispronounce that prefix. Uh, <laughs> right. Those are two French words as well, but the French don't use them. If you get down, you sit down, they bring you the carte. Right. You can look at that and you can choose a la carte, pick things off right. the menu. Right. Or on a subsection, they'll have a section titled the menu. And that means a set price menu right, of good. three courses. A formule will be a two-course menu. So once you're in there, you've got to pick, are you doing a la carte? Are you doing menu? Right. I suggest menu because it helps you pace your meal like a Parisian. They're going to bring it out slowly in courses. Sometimes people get worried about the amount of food. Oh, I couldn't possibly eat three courses. Right. But the French actually have smaller portion size. So our big plate of steak, potato, green beans, that all come at once. To the French, they just sort of divide it out. You start with a green bean salad, then you have your steak, and then maybe you have a smaller dessert. So it's just stretched out also over a longer period of time. Now, now that you mention it, that's true. You could take everything you get in a three-course formula or whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it would, put it on a big plate, and mm -hmm. it would be like a big dinner plate at yeah, an American here, restaurant. Yeah. Well, that's a nice, more elegant way to eat it. It is, yeah. Very nice. And what about just the etiquette for bon appetit? Bon appétit. Oh, yes. Because One, it's it's such a fun word to say on the streets of Paris. It is so Paris. fun. And we all know how to say it thanks to Julia Child. Bon appétit. <laughs> um, you can say it with any accent you like. It's a wonderful way to connect with locals. The Parisians are notoriously grim-faced. Um, one way to really crack a smile out of them is to wish them a bon appétit. I've noticed that. You can walk down the street, and if you just slip out that bon appétit to somebody who's sitting in a cafe eating, they love it. They love it. They will smile at you. And they'll they will say it thank to you. you. They'll say it back to you. It's if... almost like they're not stiff, formal exactly. Parisians. Suddenly, they're playful. Yes. If you're sitting in a restaurant, the table next to you gets their food before you. You might lean over, admire it for a second, and say, mm, bon appétit. And that may start an interesting conversation. Whereas in France, you don't say, you know, bless you when somebody sneezes. You don't say hello to someone unless you have something to say to them. Uh, um, so yeah. this is a great way to just connect That's on a human level. That's a good level. way to connect. Bon appétit. So bon we can say bon appétit like a crazy American. All you want with a big great. grinning smile and they'll love free, it. Free permission to bon appétit <laughs> your way all across Paris. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're bon appétiting our way through Paris right now with Mary Boron. And uh, Mr. Brown has emailed us from Sindelfingen in Germany. And he has said... Uh, I was in Paris two weeks ago and had the most amazing food off of the new food trucks. I heard restaurant owners are trying to get them banned. What's the latest? Are there food trucks in Paris? Yeah. Um, you know, the American food scene is really hot right now, and a lot of these trends are coming to Paris. Food trucks are run by Americans. It's funny because what is old is new again. In markets for years, there's been a stand of someone selling crepes or someone making galettes or little pizzas well, that's true, or something. Isn't it? Yeah, or like the the crepe man. That's a food truck. Chickpea galettes. Yeah. So it's my favorite meal on Rue Claire's from the food exactly. truck. Exactly. <laughs> so it's sort of repackaged, and now they're calling them food truck, and it's super cool. Uh, the restaurateurs don't love it, but and they got to deal what with do it. You gotta, what do you got to do? You know, I, I was watching the you makes a, a beautiful um, video of cooking, and it's mm -hmm. like you're bringing an American uh, lightness and happiness to quality French cuisine. And you had some knack of, of introducing your French friends to bits of American cuisine that they are particularly curious about. 
French toast, brunch? Yeah, brunch is a hot, hot thing right now. Um, everyone goes out to brunch. They sometimes do it a little wrong. I saw spaghetti on a brunch menu oh, the no. other day. Which, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love to And make... you threw in the line, everything's better with bacon. Everything's better with bacon, which is the, the French. The Parisians agree with that? Yes, they do. <laughs> they have a similar line in French, which is tout est bon chez le cochon. Everything's good in the pig. Everything's good in the pig. Snout to tail. Say it again. Tout est bon dans le cochon. Tout est bon dans le cochon. Oui, I bravo. can almost say that. Ah. All right. Mary, I know that you've got a beautiful relationship with Gregoire. Yes. Have you developed some food rituals with your husband, Gregoire, in Paris? What do you and him do to really enjoy a, a, an evening out? Let's just finish our interview That's with that. a that wonderful thought. question, Rick. Um, we have something we call a celebration meal. Um, where you want to eat something really good, but you don't want to spend the whole evening cooking because you want to enjoy time with your partner. So for anyone renting an apartment, these are things you can find in the grocery store or in an épicerie. It's a can of duck confit. So they're in um, metal tins. Inside them are two duck legs that have been confit, slowly cooked in their own fat. Mm -hmm. So they're very sort of shreddy and tender, and they're already fully cooked. So what you need to do is open up that can, scoop out a little bit of the golden fat, toss it in some potatoes, slide those into the oven with some fleur de sel. Those cook about 45 minutes. Then, kind of 15 minutes before you think the potatoes are done, get out a frying pan. Take the thighs out of the duck fat, place them in a pan, and they're going to slowly start to sizzle and get golden and crispy. Again, they're already cooked, so you just need to get them crisped up. And then make a little salad, Got those with your potatoes, the duck, the salad. Open a bottle of vin rouge, and it is a wonderful meal. Whoa. And you know what I would say? Bon appétit. Bon appétit. <laughs> <laughs> bon appétit. Mary Brown, thank you so much. I want to go to Paris right now and uh, put some of these tips into good use. Maybe I'll see you there. Yay. Merci bien. Merci. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for France, Paris, Provence and the Riviera, and Rick's French phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for France and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com. <laughs>